Welcome to yet another edition of Artifacts Your Journey. I'm your host, Philip J. Merrill, and this episode is entitled Colored Memories of East Baltimore with Charles H. Brown, Jr. Episode 5 was recorded originally in October 1999 as a walking tour with Charlie Brown. The backstory here is kind of fascinating. One beautiful day, I saw a group of retired men sitting outside by the historic Old Town Mall in East Baltimore. And I had the gumption to go up and approach them to see how cooperative they would be in letting me record them about their memories and experiences of living, working, and playing in East Baltimore. Much to my great surprise, Charlie H. Brown Jr. agreed, and that's why we have this wonderful archival interview that now is 18 years old. In 1999, the walking tour with Charles Brown really started with him referring to the address where his family lived, which was 504 East Street. And from there, we just talked about his neighborhood remembrances from a child to adulthood. And it was just exciting listening to him recall those days of yesteryear when he was a student at the famed Dunbar Junior High and High School and just so many other priceless stories that we were fortunate to get with urban renewal with elders transitioning to another part of the journey it's more important than ever to be able to document what was and charles brown jr did an excellent job of sharing with us about his life remembrances in odie's baltimore two years later in 2001 charles h brown jr transitioned so we were all the more fortunate to have spent this wonderful time with him in 1999. And what was your date of birth, sir? July the 5th, 1926. July the 5th, July. 1926. Were your mother and father uh, native Baltimoreans, or where were they from? Yes, mother and father. And their names were? Charles, and my mother's name was Hattie. And what were their occupations? My mother worked in a cigarette factory. Here in Baltimore? In Baltimore, on Light Street. Father was on a ship. He didn't get home much. Your father was on a ship? Yeah. We're going. Uh-oh, we're about to get hit. Do you remember the name of the ship that he was the uh, cook on? No, all I know it was uh, it was called a Merchant Miners. Oh, that was a big company. Yeah, I'm familiar with that company. Oh, okay. And, and your mother's uh, cigarette uh, company that she was on Light Street, where they brought the hogsheads in of tobacco in at Light Street and uh, to the factory, and they made cigars and cigarettes and stuff. Like and that. did either one of them smoke? My father did. Your father did. But my mother did. And did you? No, no, no. I tried one cigarette and that was it. And it gave me a sore throat. <laughs> On this corner right here, right here. At the corner of Forest and Hilland. Yeah. This is the tobacconist right here. And as a little boy, would you go in here? Yeah, to get cigarettes because they knew me. For people, they used to sell five cigarettes for a penny. Five cigarettes for a penny? Well, you get a whole pack for a nickel. Now, this is at the corner of the 600 block of Forest Street and the 1100 block of Hilland, Hilland which right. is now present day... The parking lot for the Baltimore Gas yeah, Electric like Company. It, right. Over there. Yeah, at Smith Edwards Paint Company. It was just, that was Joe Kelly's bar. Joe Kelly's bar? It was three stories. Three stories? Mm. And was he black or white? It was white. He Joe was Kelly black. was white? Yeah, he was an Irishman. Yeah. An Irishman? Mm -hmm. And would he allow colored people to uh, go into Oh, the yeah. Depending on who you were, really. So, everyone. Uh, uh, Bud, uh, Bud Elliott used to go in there. Of the Elliott Funeral Home? Yeah. He they used to, used to go in there? Yeah, because he did business with him. Because uh, if if you if you had a funeral and before he would get paid, Bud Elliott, if it's 
like this. He was sending a bottle of beer and a bottle of oysters to your house from Joe Kelly's house. Really? Next to there was, uh, this is later, uh, next to there was uh, Grummel, Grummel, salad maker, white guy. Salad maker? Salad. Salad. Vegetables and lettuce? No, no, saddle. Saddle. Oh, saddles for horses. And harnesses. Right in there. Right next to there. And was that a three-story also, or was two, two, two? Is that the original building? Some of it Some is. Some of it is. Yeah, but then later, later years they made a restaurant, Atlantic Grill. That was Atlantic called. Atlantic Grill was in there. Yeah. So you see where that marble work is? The green. Yeah. Yeah. That was the... Are we talking in the fifties or sixties when that was Atlantic Grill? Nah, that was fifties. In the early fifties. In the early fifties. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what was next to that it? That was a bar right there. The bar? Yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. At 1051? That was a restaurant called the Elk's Lunch. The Elk's Lunch? Yeah. For black elks or white elks? N- no, that was the name of the restaurant called the Elk's Lunch. Okay, and who owned that? Some white guy, Irishman. Uh, so both, so the, the first uh, restaurant was Joe Kelly, an Irishman. Yeah. And then the Elk's Lunch was also an Irishman. Yeah, and then um, right here was... 1049? Mr. Slayball. We had a feed place. Mr. Slaybar, and was he Irish also? No, I don't know. I think he was a German. A German? And uh, Got me all excited here. Right there, right there. And that was uh, Miller, white, white guy. Uh-huh. Miller's Barbershop. At 1045, where's the Crush's custom shop? That was yeah, Miller's Barbershop? Barbershop. Right here was the original Phillips. A Phillips, Phillips. Seafood at Harvard yeah. Place? It should be still on the... You might be able to see it unless they took it down. So right now we're CJ's West Indian and American carryout. That used to be Phillips. Phillips, yeah. Seafood house. They had gold letters on the window. Gold lettering on the window. I see how they've painted over the building in black yeah, now. So they, must have, they had chicken wire with a sign on it on the roof there mm. for years. Mm. Right here was the, was another barbershop, Mr. Miller. I had to go to the store for him to take the watches to be repaired. And would you get paid for that? Yeah. How much? A nickel, nickel or dime? A nickel or dime? To take them to Nusenov. Oh, that's a famous jeweler. I well, right. what is that? Eden and Baltimore Eden. Okay, so you were a runner of the jewelry. Yeah, right. Now, did you ever lose any of the watches? No, never, never. Did you ever try to steal no, any of them? No, no, no. Kids didn't even think about that kind of stuff. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, was was a re- always a restaurant that was called Is Lunch, a Jewish guy. How, how do you say his name? Edward. Oh, Edward? Edward's Lunch? Yeah. Down from here, mm-hmm. right here, was uh, York Motor Express. And they had buses or cars? No, or they had uh, transported goods all up and down the East Coast. Oh, okay. Also white-owned. On this corner was old man Wahab. He's a butcher. Right here on this corner? Right on this corner. So it's where, where number eight used to stop. The number eight used to stop right okay. here, and Wareheim's Butchers was here? Yeah, right. See that corner right there? Yeah. That's Clugs. they still in business. They're on 25th Street. Clugs? Uh, yeah. They made working clothes for engineers and workers on the railroad. And and Clugs is still in business? They're on 25th Street, yeah. 25th and what? They're uh, on 25th, just above Kirk Avenue. Okay, we have to go check that out. That's fascinating. See that building right there? Yeah. That was that building was on the corner of Carvin, and uh, that was old man. No. Yeah, I knew him. I went to get ice for him. That guy that owns the coffee place, he had that whole building transported there. Oh, so because, that building was relocated, you Oh, yeah, yeah, because this was the only, one of the few completely wooden buildings in, in the city. So, explain this to me again. Where was this building? He was he was on the corner. On this side. On the right-hand side of the street. On the right-hand side. Uh, going south, right on the corner of Carvin and Hilly. Oh, uh, N-U-L-L. N-U-L-L. He was an antique dealer. And you knew him also? Oh, yeah, I went to... I had to go get ice for him. 
So you actually were doing business with a lot of the merchants on this up and down this corridor. Yeah, that's right. I, I was born right there, just about where that stop sign is. The stop sign on the left on in the 500 yeah. block of Northeast Ave is where you were born? Yeah, next to where I was born was uh, Beals, another express company called Beals, Beals Express, B-E-A-L-L. Mm. Beals Express. And then <clears throat> next to me was uh, Bud Elliott. Who were, they were part of the Elliott funeral business. He was, he was that's what they called him, Bud. But he, his name was Robert. Robert, right. yeah, right. Okay. Bud, he was at, I was at 504, he was at 506 and 508 East Street. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and next to them was a couple other families. And then they had an archway where they had stable back up in there. And then they had a big stable from that archway all the way up almost to the corner where the grocer named Fisher. Fisher's Grocery? Yeah, he was uh, Solomon Liss' uncle. Solomon Liss' uncle? Uncle, yeah. It was the on politician that, Solomon yeah, Liss. Yeah, was on that corner right there. Then around the corner, that's Front Street there. Right, right. Next to him on Front Street and facing the gas electric power plant was uh, Mr. Jimmy. He was his horseshoe. He shod the horse. And who were using these horses? Everybody. Everybody? Oh, yeah. What, what about for the A-Rabbers? Do you remember uh, any of them coming yeah, over Yeah, they came over there and got the horses shod. People who drove the horse and wagons with the with the cart for lumber mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and coal, mm -hmm. all of them went to Jimmy. And did you ever go in there and do any business with him? Oh, he was a great guy because he, <laughs> he would let the kids come in on the first anvil, and he let you kids go there and use the first anvil because you didn't fire that up, that one up, and let you make horseshoe rings. So you made horseshoe rings? Oh yeah, oh, not me. A whole lot of kids went there to make horseshoe rings. And the man I was telling you about, Slayball, Slayball, his brother had a farm in Jarrettsville, mm -hmm. and he came. They used to come to come to the market, Bel Air Market. See, Bella Market was up here, see? Right, okay. And he used to come to the market on Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. <clears throat> it was a good day. <clears throat> he would sleep in the wagon. And then I would meet him sometimes at 5 o'clock in the morning and take his horse. He would say, take my horse to the stable or take my horse to Mr. Jimmy and get him shot. And how much would you get paid for this? i get 10 cents. And now are we talking? Well, but here's the thing. But I got a dime. <laughs> but when I came back, he said, go get your wagon. Everything that I, he had left, Belonged to me. Everything that he didn't sell belonged to you. He gave it to me. And now, would you take it home to mom and dad? Oh, or what would you do with it? My mother gave it to everybody in the house, in, in the in the block, because we couldn't use all. And that. how many people were in your house? Uh, my grandmother and grandfather. Okay, can we have their names? My grandmother's name was Mary Emma Harris. Harris. Yeah. And her husband. My grandfather's name, you're not going to believe this. Mary Land Harris. Mary Land, Land Harris, yeah. Spell it for me. M-A-R-Y-Hyphen. L-A-N-D. L-A-N-D. H-A-R-R-S. So in your house at 504 East Street, that was Mom, Dad, Little Charlie, and your grandfather. And, and, and it had two brothers. What were your brothers' names? One brother uh, named Alfred, and the other brother was named Donald. He's the youngest one. Okay, now, how, when was Alfred born? Alfred was born in uh, 1930. 1930, and what about Donald, the younger one? He was born in 32. So there were three boys? Three boys, there no girls. Did your parents own that house, or were they renting it? At first, my grandfather was renting them. Then my father bought the house. Do you know who he purchased it from? No, I don't. When... Uh, he got the bonus from World War One. Your, your father got a bonus from World War One. Uh, yeah, everybody who was in the war in World War One got a bonus. And what, what regiment was your father in? First separate company. And did he actually do any uh, time overseas? They, he went to overseas. Yeah, the first separate company. You might have heard it, but it was, was uh, the commander was named Craigler. He's from East Baltimore. Craigler's from East Baltimore. Captain Craigler. Yeah. And 
how much of a bonus did your father get? Do you remember? Uh, I guess about two or three hundred. It was a lot of money. Two or three hundred dollars in them days. A lot of money. Yes, it was. So from that amount of money from World War One, he then purchased the house over here at five hundred four mm-hmm. East Street. That's right. And. Before that, do you remember what they used to pay rent for? Sure, I know what they paid. How much was rent? A dollar a quarter a week. A dollar and a quarter a week? <laughs> yeah, we paid it, and the guy that owned the house was right next to Beals. It was uh, Gale, Wallace and Gale Plumbing Supply. They own Wallace and Gale Plumbing Supply yeah. owned your property? And they they lived upstairs, yeah. I should take the rent. I used to take the rent there. Once a week? Every week. What day was rent day? Saturday. Saturday? Down the quarter. You always could pay? Oh, yeah, always could pay. Tell me about what your house looked like. We had a white step, wooden steps. Wooden steps? And uh, uh, Elliot, they had like a granite, right? They had lower steps, only one step. You you could understand that because they had to bring the <laughs> coffins. The coffins in, right? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so in the front room, we had a Latrobe stove. You had a Latrobe stove in Latrobe the front room? Latrobe stove, yeah. With a register that went to the front room upstairs. And then in the kitchen, we had another Latrobe stove. With a, yeah, with a register that went to the middle room. And then in the kitchen, we had a regular cook stove with nickel on, you know, the nickel plated one like uh, you, you, I, you showed me in the, one of those books. Right. I said we had a stove okay. like that with a warmer okay. uh, on the top okay. and, a, and the vent that went upstairs that kept the back room warm. And how many rooms altogether were in this house? We had, uh, let me see, we had four rooms on the second floor and actually four rooms on the, on the first floor because we had a summer kitchen. We had a summer kitchen? We had a summer kitchen. Now yeah. what's the definition of a summer kitchen? Well, the summer kitchen is where you did all the cooking in the summertime because <laughs> there was no air conditioning, no fans or nothing like okay. that, you know. And what kind of basement did you have? Uh, dirt. Dirt? It was a dirt basement. And yeah. would you store items in the basement? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and around this time of the year, we'd be canning. And uh, some of our people would be sending us some pieces of other pig so we could smoke it and keep it. Are there other black friends or relatives nearby? Or where would, where would the pieces of the pig come from? It would come from North Carolina. Oh, it was from, coming from, up? From, from our people. Oh, in North your Carolina, relatives? In North Carolina, in making North Carolina. And they'd send it up and... We'd cure it, my grandfather and my grandmother, they would cure it and put it in the basement. See, we never had to go to the grocery store every every day because we had plenty of food. We used to go to the Western Maryland, that's right, railroad is right. See that big building there? Which one? The public storage building? Yeah, that's part of the Western Maryland Railroad where the trains used to come in and store all that stuff in there. So you would pick up the pigs from the train station from right there? Down there, yeah, where the... Where the uh, where they stored this uh, stuff at my grandfather, we'd go down there and get that stuff. Now, you got me all excited here. What did your grandfather do? <clears throat> my grandfather was a carpenter. A carpenter? Yeah, he worked for Consolidated Engineering Company. But because he was black, <clears throat> he could only be a laborer, but he was a, a number one carpenter. Because, uh, and the cabinet maker, he learned on his own in, in the country. He could make cabinets? Oh, yeah. We got some cabinets. Niece, maybe my niece still got them cabinets that he made. But anyway. Hold up. What's your niece's name? Her name is Vanessa Brown. Vanessa Brown? Yeah. My brother's daughter. Now, in in that house there, we made just about everything. Because I explained to kids that we made sauerkraut. Out of cabbage? Oh, yeah. When did you learn about desegregation or integration? Well, you learn it real quick because down here on Enzo Street. Okay was a drugstore called, it's still there, the building is still there, called Blass's Drugstore. Spell that? B-L-A-S-S. Blass's Drugstore? Blass's Drugstore. Located on Enzer Street? Well, it ran from Enzer to, it still does, the building, you can go from Enzer to Gay Street. Okay. And uh, he had a telephone, 
we let you get telephone calls and stuff like that. But they had a soda fountain, we'll let you sit down. So you couldn't sit at the soda fountain, but you could use the telephone. Yeah, but I had friends. I had some Italian friends. We would play a trick on them. They would play a trick on them. They'd go in and sit at the counter and order some stuff and leave a spot open for me. And then they'd give me the signal. I'd go in and sit between them. And he said, I can't serve them. And he, they would walk out and leave all the stuff on his couch. So, so they were your friends. Yeah. They yeah. were unhappy with the, the fact that the owner oh, would yeah, not serve yeah. a little colored boy. Oh yeah, yeah. They was they were they were about the, my same age, but if if they would if if they wouldn't serve me, then they'd leave all the stuff on the, on the couch. Did you stay <laughs> friends with them for many years? Oh yeah, that? some of them come. One or two of them come down here now. They can't get away from their neighborhood. They come right there and drink beer. One day, you think you can show them to me? Oh, yeah. If you come down here, because they, they usually come. I don't think they come today, but they, they come just about three or four times a week and sit down there and drink beer. Well, what keeps these people coming back to a neighborhood? Because they love this neighborhood. They love the neighborhood, you know. It's just, just something about it. I don't know. They had good memories. Yeah, they have good memories and good people. <laughs>